Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Go Watch podcast. It's Halloween season and so we're doing spooky films. But the song I'm singing isn't so spooky. I probably should have thought about that. Yeah, I thought you were going to go with some sort of 60s-esque theme. You I don't know? really know. What, what's the 60s-esque? I don't really know what that... Um, well, the entirety of the soundtrack to the film that we're going to review today. Or did you watch yeah, it in but, silence? Yeah, well, they're just, you know, I could sing a generic 60s song, couldn't I? But Go on then. I don't know if... Um... <laughs> uh, oh, what a night! Downtown! There you go. Hurt, uh, downtown. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, very good. Very good. Uh, so, yeah, welcome to another episode. Um, from the title, you'll obviously know, and uh, from that little hint there, you might have guessed it. Uh, today we are reviewing The Last Night in Soho. Um, very recent. This is probably actually our most recent film and then pod combo, like when it comes out. That's probably correct, yeah. It only I mean, came out released on, on Friday, was it? On Friday the 29th of October, and we are recording this just, just a couple of days later. So, not yeah. bad from us, we're getting better, we're getting better. Um, yeah. Carrying on our carrying on our Halloween season, although query, could you actually call this a horror? I yeah, suppose I suppose it's a bit of a thriller mystery type. Mm. There are definitely horror horror elements. Um, the other thing we should get out there early on is there are just two of us. We had a lot of compliments about our James Bond one, uh, and it just being the two of us for ages. So we decided to ditch the other one. Yeah, he's he's gone. We've um, <laughs> we've like and and to make sure that the the split wasn't. Uh, anything uh, ambiguous we've cut him out of our lives fully as a friend as well mm. so uh, yeah. Just, well, yeah I've deleted his number so Jules is no longer <laughs> uh, no he's just taking a temporary leave of absence um, I think the horror got to him to be honest if you know, I think I think he was probably sleeping with the lights on and mm. yeah he just couldn't handle it he couldn't handle it too much horror in one month I don't blame him I don't blame him. But no, so but today, um, yeah, so The Last Night in Soho, directed by Edgar Wright, uh, a budget of about 43 million. Um, I don't actually have any figures. I was quite disappointed because obviously it's only just come out. I don't have any figures about how it's done an initial box office thing. But um, it's getting some It's getting some pretty good. Well, it's opening weekend, isn't it? So I don't yeah, know it if, is, um, yeah. I don't think you'll um, you'll have those figures. I think, oh, I think box office numbers come out in the midweek after the first week so um or maybe the monday um so you, pro- you probably won't know how well this is done uh for a while but i mean it's a, i don't anticipate it being a massive box office draw but um i certainly yeah. think it will it will definitely it'll definitely be a profit though i think i think it's the, from the yeah, 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 from yeah, yeah, what yeah. like yeah. you know reviewers have said and how it was marketed and stuff i think it's i think it's going to do quite well um the other thing we should know actually is um what I'm hoping, anyway, is that you are hearing our delightful and delicious monotone voices in your ears using our brand new, our brand new microphones. We've gone up in the world. We have. I'm not sure monotone is the right word you're looking for. I mean, that just means we speak in the same tone the whole time. We're boring. So. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Maybe in that's theory, just me. <laughs> in theory, the quality should be a lot better um and hopefully you the listeners will appreciate that and uh yeah this is we are doing it for you yeah we're doing it i mean mainly we're doing it because julesy obviously eats a phone every single time we it's getting expensive for him it is getting expensive for him in in repairs (laughs) (laughs) the guy the guy in the iphone shop uh he 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 can only sponge out so much of that saliva (laughs) <laughs> it's so much more fun abusing him when he's not able to defend himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, um, let us know what you think of the audio. I'm hoping it is better. Let us know what you think of the pod in general. Um, go to Instagram, just go watch pod. Uh, send us a message there, drop a comment, whatever you want to do, or uh, or go to the Twitter, uh, just go watch podcast um, on uh, Twitter. Just go there. watch pod. Just go watch pod. pod. Oh, God, I apologise, apologise. But, um, okay, yeah, so um, the film stars Thomasin McKenzie. Uh, she's a New Zealand actress. Uh, I did have to... Um, I found that both her and Anya Taylor-Joy, who plays Sandy, um, 
I looked up their accents because I wanted to hear what they actually sound like. Because I know that a lot of the times um, directors like to get in people who can put on an accent and stuff. Um, but I thought their accents were quite good in the film, so um, I had to listen to them. And they've both got quite interesting accents. Um, as a little side note, just as a in well, case you're interested. Yeah, Taylor, she's from she's from uh, Florida, <clears throat> isn't she? She was she was she was born in Miami, but she was raised in Buenos Aires and London. So she's got this interesting, like British kind of accent with like American twangs in it. Yeah, but it's quite she a was soft in, American. Um, uh, I forget what the series is called now on Netflix. Queen's uh, Gambit. The one about chess. Queen's Gambit. Yes. Queen's Gambit. Yeah, she's been in a few things. She was also in The Witch, uh, which I didn't actually like, even though she was. people raved about it. Um, I didn't like the witch either. No, I, I didn't felt like the witch was a—it uh, was almost too slow. Yeah, and uh, didn't yeah. really have the the crescendo. No, it was too slow for my um, Neanderthal brain. Um, we've also got Matt Smith, uh, who whose main role was was as Doctor Who, um, who plays Jack, uh, and then also one, plays Philip in. Uh, um, it's called oh god my mind's gone today the uh the thing about the royal family the crown in the crown oh yeah 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 yeah. the young so um so the plot for last night in soho obviously there will be spoilers from henceforth um so ellie has just got into the um what is it london london school of fashion london college of fashion um and she moves from yeah yeah, she use, use, uh, moves from Cornwall, where she's a bit of a country bumpkin, um, into the big city and initially doesn't do very well, doesn't really fit in very well with the other students, uh, moves out into a little bedsit with this old woman. Um, she's a big fan of the 60s era. Uh, her music, uh, Gran used to play, was all kind of the 60s stuff, so she loves that. And she's in quite a dated little bedsit, uh, but that suits her down to the ground. Um, shortly after... Um, getting into this room uh, and it's established early on that she supposedly can see kind of spirits um she starts dreaming having these visions of a young girl called sandy in the 1960s in her search for fame and uh, fortune uh, as a singer um initially it's all great and she falls more and more in love with the 60s and it starts inspiring her work however um after a little bit of time she sees or starts to see the reality of what a lot of situations were in the 60s um, where women were not treated particularly well, particularly in the entertainment business. Um, and she sees the real dark and, and dingy side uh, of how um, you know, a lot of these clubs operated and, and what these women had to do in order to get their 15 minutes of fame. Um, she starts to lose her mind a little bit, uh, doesn't really know what to do, how to go about it, tries to investigate um, when she sees what she believes is Sandy's murder. Um, and eventually she needs to kind of get out of here. She wants to move out of, of this bedsit. Uh, and then she re- finds out that this old woman who she's been uh, living with is actually an older Sandy. Uh, and she didn't, um, she didn't die. She has actually been killing all of the men that have tried to... Um, have their way with her um, in her bid for kind of for kind of stardom. Um, she manages to get out and it's all happy endings with her love interest uh, and she manages to put on a bit of a show. And that's the plot. That is the plot. Very, very mm. uh, well. Um, yeah, I'm getting better at those. You are. Very succinct. Yeah. Very good. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So, <coughs> Deej, what did you think? What was your rating? Um, yeah, tricky this one. I uh, didn't know I had seen a trailer, but I think kind of didn't really take it all in. So I couldn't really remember what it was I was uh, going to watch exactly. I just remember from the trailer that it did look quite interesting and it had uh, it did look quite horror-y. But from the trailer, I almost had a... A feeling of you know the kind of um the conjuring that kind of thing you know with the kind of with, with spirits and and kind of demonic possession but obviously it turned out not to be like that and uh you know for a long part of it you, you know it's almost a a kind of venture into someone's declining mental health 
Um, so I wasn't really sure. But then obviously everything she's seen, uh, you know, is actually true, it turns out. So it's not mental health. So I'm not really sure. You know, they talk about her mum died of mental health and all these things. I'm not really, I was never really quite sure as to what they're actually saying here. I mean, obviously she must have some kind of psychic powers. It's not mental health. And they kind of never, I felt like they straddled the line without really knowing what they were saying was happening. But um, I thought the, the uh, acting was good. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the plot. I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought the, the kind of flashback scenes were quite cool. Um, it's just an easy watch, I think. Um, but not quite as maybe clever as I thought it was trying to be. But, you know, good special effects. Um, some of the acting in it, I will say, was a bit, it was a bit, maybe a bit off. But actually, now I'm thinking back. But no, overall, I thought a good watch, a good, an interesting watch. You know, if, if nothing else, I always think this about horrors. Very hard to do an original horror. Um, and it did feel, if not original, a little bit different. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. So I would I would give it a, I'll say as a normal film, probably a six or a six and a half. Hard to decide there. Maybe a six. Uh, but on the horror scale, maybe uh, maybe a seven. Okay. Okay, so... Um... Yeah, I, you know, I don't watch trailers, um, or I try to limit how much I watch. So I like to get just an idea of what it is. But I came into this, you know, really kind of not knowing what to expect. Um, didn't really have any kind of expectations, whether, you know, low expectations or high expectations. Um, I, I, I kind of got, you know, that it was going to be a 60s base. I am a big fan of, of the 60s, 50s as well, uh, that kind of era, the music and the, and, the, and the clothing. So I knew I was going to kind of enjoy it visually, and I did. Really enjoyed it visually. Um, I thought Edgar Wright directing, I think he wrote a lot of it as well. He is really, really good um, at doing some, some quality visuals and timing of things. Um, so for, I think he did, um, he's done... Shaun of the Dead, he did, um, as well as a couple of other ones of that in like the Cornetto franchise, I think. Um, so he's he's good visually. He's good with like snappy with a camera, um, and yeah, I, I, I the first I would say two thirds I was really engaged and I was really curious. Um, this is definitely not the type of film that I would have sought out necessarily um, based on like what it's trying to do. Um, but yeah, super interesting, um, big, big critique of the 60s and kind of the rosy tinted glasses that maybe it's viewed with in some ways. Um, there, there are, I think the story in the latter part does let it down a little bit. There are a few things unexplained. Uh, and I think ultimately in the end, one of my biggest issues is that they actually, they were setting up some quite clever stuff but in the end, they kind of just go for the kind of the horror trope. It was me all along, type of thing. And I think I'd have preferred it if they'd gone a, if they'd gone a bit of a different, different route with it. Um, I, I don't know what that route would be necessarily, but um, yeah, with the old woman being Sandy and her having like killed all the blokes, I was a bit like, I, I don't know what you're trying to say to me now, film. Like, you know. The, the 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 way that the sixties is is done is is like a real um, critique of how these women were treated and, and I really like that kind of the way Ellie first sets up and it's inspiring her work and she changes her hair changes her fashion and she's really like in it and you can see it's like oh this is amazing and then suddenly when it drops you see how it affects her and that was really good and you saw that difference but and you know you're seeing Sandy and and her as a, a front for all the other girls who would have been in the same situation. Uh, but in the end, she's actually not a very nice person. And so it's kind of like, oh, so, uh, oh, she's actually a bad person. So, you know, I mean, yeah, you can argue, well, that's, she was driven to that, but, but arguably she weren't. I mean, there are a few issues. We'll, we'll kind of get into that when we start discussing it. Um, but uh, no, I, I did enjoy it. I was sat there, I was engaged, a uh, really good story. Character-wise, I, I enjoyed most of the characters. Um, there was a couple of very stereotypical characters in there, um, Jocosta being one, uh, 
uh, just a dick for no reason and then continues to be a dick. Uh, it was like, this isn't a secondary school bully, you know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, the story was good. A um, couple of jumpy moments, but yeah, I wouldn't really say this was a proper horror. Um, overall, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Um, but as I said, a couple of things in the story just kind of let it down uh, towards the end. Uh, if they'd stuck the landing and stuck the end, then this could have been a really, really good film. Uh, but because they don't do that, it does have to drag it down. Um, it's hard to do a rating because visually I loved it. Acting-wise, I loved it. I also think there's there's an element that um, I don't know if being being British and you know London and seeing all those iconic parts, um, it does kind of it, you know you you're looking around. Oh yeah, I know that bit. Or I know you know that does affect it for me. Um, oh, I'm torn. I'm torn between a six point five and a seven. Actually, um, I'm going to start with seven. I'm going to aim high, and I'll see how we go from there, how I feel at the end. So, yeah, I'm going to stick on seven. Yeah, I can see it being a seven. Um, yeah, as I say, it's a difficult one. I think anywhere between a six and a seven would feel right for me, I think. Um, I think a lot of the points you made are fair, actually. That that Jocosta character, I think, uh, yeah, you're very, you're very right. She was um, yeah, almost cartoonish in the mm. way she's... Like, you know, who who's like that in real life? You know, just almost overtly. You know, I, I mean, you know, if this would have been a secondary school thing, then maybe. Mm, mm. But at university level, do people really go to university and they're just horrible bullies straight away? You know, like I don't... Like, yeah. you know, I never met anyone like that when I was at university. Not to, not like, to the obvious degree that this, you know, that yeah. she was. Because so. she, she's going out of her way to, to be a dick just because she's a little bit different. I felt they... They beat you around the head with it when they could have quite easily just shown that, okay, her flatmate's a bit bitchy and she's never going to get on with her because of the way she is. But then she could have, she was quite clearly a fish out of water anyway. So it, it wasn't a big stretch for her. Because I'd say. There's they, almost no point to the character. Yeah, I mean, they do, they do really well to kind of show that, whereas for a lot of people, you're going off to university or college. Um, and how and a, much of an amazing thing that is, <clears throat> really exciting. You know, you go into the big city, and and they do they do really well, kind of showing her that this is just not for her, and she really struggles with it. Um, and um, but yeah, but yeah, I felt like they, it was unnecessary, and how much they went to it with with Jocosta. They could have just toned her down a little bit, um, and then she'd have still hated it. She'd have still been like, no, 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 I need to get out of here. This isn't for me. Yeah, I mean, I suppose Jocasta is a kind of plot device to demonstrate how different um, the main character is from Ellie. Yeah, you know, kind of how different Ellie is from normal people. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a bit cartoonish. But mm. I suppose you know it, it served a a purpose, didn't it? Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, so I, okay, so if we go into so my biggest my biggest issue, we'll, we'll, we'll head it on straight off the bat. My biggest issue is well, uh, there are two really, I suppose. So, so Ellie's gift, we, we don't get any kind of explanation, and it's almost like from the film, if we te if we give this one line that says, "Yeah, well, she she has this gift and she sees her mum, and your mum had that gift," as though that explains everything. Um, we don't get any kind of clear clear thing with that. Uh, and nothing really happens to her until she's in this in the bed. So it's not like this happens anywhere else. I mean, as as the old woman says, like think about how many people have died and done everything else in London. So she should be getting little visions everywhere she goes. Um, and then the ending for me, which is my second big thing, is that I actually really liked the critique of the sixties because they, it does, you know. It's, it's a, it must be a bit of a stereotype like oh it wasn't like this in my day type of thing how many times did you hear that and you know that is it's, the 60s was a great time to be alive and the swinging 60s and all that but there was obviously a seedy undertone 
to it. Um, and they, they did that really, really well. And it I think it, it made me, I don't know whether this is just as a bloke, but it made me very uncomfortable seeing it. And I think that's the point. And I, I like that. I like that, you know, that awareness, especially yeah, in, yeah. in kind of the... Um, the kind of Me Too era stuff, and uh, with a lot of kind of um, a lot of stuff that's been in the media recently regarding like the safety of women and violence against women. I mean, perhaps more so in in the UK press, but uh, I'm sure it's it is a bit of a I don't want to say hot topic because that, that sounds a bit trivial. Um, but it, yeah, it's 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 I think it's supposed to make you uncomfortable there, and yeah, we really sympathise with right. Sandy. Yeah. But I think you're right. There's a there's a definitely an element of <clears throat> making you see how almost helpless uh sandy is in that environment um because men have this you know the power the scales of power are tilted you know they weigh so far towards the men you know that we you know that men feel like they can just like that, that horrible lechy guy who just walks up to her and just when she walks into that uh when she's having the first vision and she's walking through in the pink dress and she's just, you know, that bloke's just like, you know, do you want to come and drink with my friends and all this stuff? And then he just starts calling her a slag and a slut and all this stuff. And it's just like, he just thinks it's acceptable because he's allowed to, as a man, talk to a woman like that. Um, but it reminds you that there was, there was a time not that long ago when that was the case and women didn't have the same rights and, you know, as you know, it, well, you know, if you take it back to a little bit, you know, it's not that long ago that a husband couldn't rape his wife. You know, we're not talking that long ago at all. You know, it's the same kind of time period as this film's going on. So it does, yeah, it's a quite powerful, I suppose, social commentary to show how, how, well, I suppose, firstly, how far things have come, but also maybe, as you said, in this day and age, to show how far there still is to go. Mm. But then, they going. I feel like they. I don't want to say they ruin it, because sanding killing those blokes. You kind of like. I kind of get it, um, but it doesn't then paint her in a very good light. The fact that she's killed all these blokes because she 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 has the ultimate sympathy because, she's she's had to go through all of that, but then, it's almost like she hasn't because I'm I'm presuming that she's killing them before she's sleeping with them that that would be the, make the most sense right like it wouldn't make sense for her to yeah yeah so she's killing them before so it's it's not as powerful a, a message with the film because she's she's actually the visions we're seeing on actually a truth of what happened fully um and then so so that loses a bit of sympathy and then obviously at the end when when this person is trying to kill your main character and her love interest, well, that's very difficult to then sympathise yeah, with Yeah, she her. loses all her sympathy. Yeah, 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 you're right. And also, I mean, they don't really ever go into it, but the the way it's presented at the you know in the early parts is, oh, look, you have to sleep with this guy, talk with this guy, because that's how it's done. That's how you get famous and all these things. So, I, you know, there's without any further kind of commentary into it or... or you know kind of plot narrative the explanation you know we're not told oh yeah you know and then he hooked her on drugs and uh you know so she kind of needed to sleep with these men otherwise she wouldn't give her drugs or that you know he would you know all these different things that kind of present her as having no choice the the way the narrative is explained is that she wants to be a star and this is what you have to do to be a star so though it's obviously not cool that she's having to sleep with these guys that she doesn't want to sleep with. The way it's presented, or I took it in the film, was that this is kind of what you need to do to be a star. And then it's kind of like, all right, well, yeah, they're horrible, lechy men, they're gross, but you're doing it for a means to your own end. And then does that mean that then you're justified in killing them? You know? Mm. Um, but then uh, is, uh, it, is yeah. the film not kind of telling you that she's on this, she's never going to get there? She's basically been duped. That the way I took it is that she's been duped by these by this Jack character in particular, and it's all these pro promises that are just never going to come to fruition because, you know, they're just yeah, then, using then, her as then, a pretty girl. Yeah, but yeah, no, which is fair. But the point is, when it when you did think it might happen, you were doing it for a means to an end, and then when you didn't think it would happen at the end of that, you should have said fuck off to Jack and sacked mm. him off. And but isn't you know, I think whatever. then but my point is that. It's kind of present. It's almost 
presented as if she had no choice and he forced her to sleep with all these men, which I'm not sure if that was the case because it seemed to me like that was, she was doing this thing she didn't want to do to try and get mm. something that she wanted. Um, I suppose they could have perhaps made it, uh, so I took it, I think, maybe I'm just connecting dots, but my implication, my suggestion was, so when, when Jack has, when we see the vision of of Jack, in theory, stabbing her, um, that was... Uh, you know, when she's maybe saying, I don't want to do this, this isn't for me. And he's like, no, no, you will type of thing. Maybe they could have made it a little bit clear with a couple of other bits of her trying to get out. Because they never show yeah, her trying to get yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I, I wasn't sure... That's one of the things about this film. I guess I, I don't know if it, lots of it's deliberately left to you to kind of put together, but the police guy... Mm. who is obviously set up as Jack, and then you find out later on it's not Jack, mm. it's mm. the police guy. He was obviously at that table talking with her mm. um, in the same way as all those other men were, but then he tells her, you know, to, to get out, etc. Um, you know, which brings questions of, um, you know, c- could she not get out because the police wouldn't help her? But then he was there telling her to get out, so it sounded like, you know, that she is her choice. She wanted to. Mm, mm. Yeah. So I don't know. I was just a bit, I don't know, a bit unsure as to what the film was saying is mm. actually going on. Like, because, you know, look, if, if she's being forced to sleep with these men against her will, and where I, by against her will, I don't mean something she doesn't want to do, but she's doing because she wants to achieve something, right? But I mean, literally forced into doing it by Jack, who is literally holding a metaphorical knife to her throat and saying, if you don't sleep with people, I'll kill you type thing, then it paints a completely different picture of her and her actions than it would do if it's just she's doing something she loathes to try and get something she wants. And it's just she's a bit of a tragic character because she's never going to get what she wants because mm. then it kind of means her murders aren't... There's no justification for her murders. But the bigger picture, I think, you're, which you're right about, is um, you kind of take her from being this sympathetic character to being someone who you're kind of like well you're a dick yourself and you're just you're a dick the people mm. the blokes you killed were dicks and you're all dicks and none of you are particularly sympathetic yeah um, and, it, and it, that they didn't have to do that because when ellie first speaks to the old woman about you know was there a woman called sandy who lived here and the woman's like fobs are off with basically like there have been lots of girls who, who stayed here they've used fake names you know blah blah blah, blah. And, and i'm like yeah i get that i understand that She's not going to take a record. People are going to use fake names because it's obviously a bit of a place that maybe women use to get away from things, as Ellie herself is doing. Um, and then she obviously goes to the police, who thinks she's mad, um, which is understandable because, like, yeah. I had a vision and I saw yeah. a murder from the past, like, absolutely going nowhere, fine. Um, <clears throat> why that officer then went and spoke to the old woman, like, the only thing I'd be saying is, is like, yeah, we need to get this woman some help, not I'm investigating yeah. a potential <laughs> yeah. murder. We need to get this girl sectioned immediately. Yeah, um, but why... So she, the police come round, obviously it's like... And she's like, yeah, don't worry, they think you're mad. And then she tells... It's like the, the, the classic villain telling our hero like, the evil plan. Like, why would you do that? Like, why... why yeah. Why tell her? What's the, What do you gain from that? Because you know you're then going to have to kill them. So what's the point? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All yeah, those, not, all those, all those other. Tell her. Yeah, and then go why about your not life. Tell her, and then not kill her. <laughs> what I think would have been better is if they'd done like a thing where um, Ellie ends up putting two and two together, and as she's leaving, having like, you know, gotten herself back to neutral, she's kind of almost does this thing where she like has a realization in her head. You know, and maybe she's like seen the the post, and she's like seen a couple of other bits. Yeah, uh, just had another vision. <clears throat> had another vision or something like that, and then and then you almost see as yeah. she's leaving, she kind of looks over her shoulder with like this curious expression on her face, and then you just see the old woman there, like giving her like that knowing smile, and it's like, oh my god, it was her all along. Like that would have been better because then she keeps the kind of sympathy bit, you know, and you could have almost have Ellie with this like sly smile because. She's like, no, I fully just, I, I fully get why she did it, and I'm not going to rat her out. Do you know what I mean? And that would have been a better ending, I think. But then they make this old woman just suddenly reveal everything that she's done for no apparent reason, um, and then try yeah, and kill, and kill two bizarrely, people. Yeah, and, and do this like this bizarre in wrestling. We would call it a heel turn. 
when uh, someone all of a sudden becomes bad when they've been previously good. Um, only to then, what, like a couple of minutes later, now they're kind of hugging and she's saying, come on, just get out. And she's like, no, save yourself. And all of a sudden it's... Yeah, I don't, I don't get know. It. She's like, there's, a, there's love between them again. It's just like, I don't know. I didn't feel anything for the old woman character. And then I was just a bit like, I don't know, confused as to what the film wanted me to be feeling for these people. Yeah. Because it was just, it was chopping and changing so, so quickly. Like, you know, and, 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 you know, like when the, when the, the, the old, the horrible men ghosty things came out and then, you know, they're grabbing her and then all of a sudden they pick up the phone and give yeah. her the phone and they're like, yeah. save us and stuff. And it's almost like that's the big twist, right? Yeah. But you do have to remember, these are not good guys. No. Right? These are not good guys, which is obvious for the fact she says, no, I don't want to save you. Uh, but then, yeah. so then it's like, okay, what that twist was weird then. What was the point? And then, and, and, and why have they been the, trying to, why have they been haunting her and as though they're after her? Like, why is it only now that she's hearing them say, help us like they've been like grabbing at her and like you know haunting her throughout the whole not the whole film but like yeah. halfway since halfway yeah. through the film and they've no you know way you know yeah you know, i always it's something i think about a lot with um horror films is you need to have uh well not just horror films maybe all films um you need to have it um is that you need to have a uh what i would call a case theory Right, which is where at the beginning of a film you should decide exactly what it is, you know, you, you, you draw up, okay, these are my characters and these are their motivations and this is why this character does this thing and this is why these characters do this thing. This is why this happens and this is why this can't happen. You know, so for instance, if we were considering a film uh, like um, Halloween, Halloween, for example, yeah and you might say someone a question might be why has michael not escaped before right that could be a question yeah right i I would expect the writer even if he doesn't explicitly say it in his mind to know when he's writing it Mm. the answer Mm. to that question yeah so so he's got a full backstory yeah 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 so even if you don't present it it means that because you have all of the stories and the characters' motivations and all these things in your mind and why things are happening, it means that the story will flow properly and there won't be inconsistencies because you, you know, in your own mind, you can say to yourself, okay, so right now these creepy ghoul creatures are going to give her the phone and say, save me. Uh, and the reason I know that they didn't do that before was because X and Y. And if you have that X and Y, then when you watch the whole film, that bit will make sense. Whereas in this film, I didn't feel like they kind of had that. I felt like they were doing bits and they had a story, but they didn't have a kind of a, pl- a case summary, you know, a case, uh, mm, mm. A, an idea of, of why everything was happening. So you yeah. didn't have just these kind of bits that like, it's almost that kind of plot device, you know, plot be plotting, as we say, hashtag yeah. plot be plotting. Trademark of the Just Go Watch crew. Where <laughs> yeah, not, just, not heard that in a while, you know, the, 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 I know, right? Um, and where, you know, now the ghouls, the twist is going to happen. So now the ghouls will say the thing they need to say. And it's only mm. happening now because this is the point of the film where we need it to happen. As opposed yeah. to there being a reason. <clears throat> I, th- I think I think that's also quite... Um, Drop with, that motherfucking the, with, mic. <laughs> <laughs> don't, they're expensive. Um, with the... Um, I think a lot of the stuff the story does, it's done for the audience. So I'm very aware that I'm watching yeah. a film, whereas a really, really good film will be like, I'm watching this story unfold and I am I am just an observer here. I'm a fly on the wall as all this is unfold, rather than having a show being put on for me as the viewer. And I think that was with the with the visions, um, and this is kind of what happens with when you're not explaining things. It's like, so why is why is Ellie so first of all, how can she physically interact? with things because after the first time she has a dance with Jack um, she has a hickey she has a love bite she yeah. has a love bite yeah. yeah so so how does that happen and and that because that, yeah. that never happens again like we don't see any kind of mark on her later on bearing in mind the things that happen um, you know uh, we don't see any other mark on her at all uh, or any kind of sensation um, she the visions that she has towards the end um, are obviously not real 
she's being shown a false vision. How is that happening? Like, how is how is she show, being shown exactly what happens initially, but then when it comes to the people being killed, she doesn't see that. I mean, you, I suppose you could argue that she's waking herself up or she's getting out of the vision before that happens, but that's not the case because she often does yeah, that thing she, where she she's, saw Jack she's trying to, she? and she's trying to get out. She's she's trying to yeah. get out of this vision, and the vision's holding her. So why is she not then seeing the true vision where Sandy actually does the killing? Um, and then it and then it becomes a thing of well, how are these visions now following her around to the library? Why is this kind of thing happening? Um, when before we've said no, this only happens in in the bedroom. Um, like it kind of made sense if it was going to be a mental health thing. Yeah. Like if it was going to be a deterioration of her mental health, I was like, yeah, because she is getting gradually worse and worse and worse. And this little thing, which was at first a kind of cool dream, mental you know thing or whatever, has become an obsession, and the obsession is is slowly kind of destroying her mental health whatever um that would have i think made more sense but i think you're right in terms of the film itself it mm. just is kind of happening isn't it like yeah. you say it's just happening for the audience uh without really any kind of mm. i'd have liked I'd have li- yeah. i would have liked a little bit more because also like the the mum thing doesn't go anywhere like in the initial scene she can see her mum in the mirror um and then she's like, "No, no, Gran, I've not, I've not seen her in ages." Uh, and then later on, like, we don't actually then see Mum until the final, final scene. Um, uh, and so I'm kind of like, I, I don't get it. Like, can she only see her Mum when she's like in a in a good place? Um, it, 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 does her Mum ever say anything? We, we don't ever really, because we can see Mum, but then she's having full blown visions from the past where she can interact and do all this kind of stuff. So it's just a bit inconsistent, isn't it? That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I feel like if I sat down and tried to reason it for myself, I could probably come up with answers as to why these things were happening. I think we've had this conversation before where it's one thing to have a director who kind of make things ambiguous, like in Inception or something, where yeah. it could be lots of different things. And it's another thing where literally there are just these, it's not really explained, so you you are just having to build the story yourself. Um, and I feel like, and even then, it, there's a difference. Again, something like with us, for example, which we come back to a lot, where I said, I feel like Jordan Peele is basically telling you, I know this doesn't make sense, right? But just come along with me, right? I feel like he's not, you know, he's just giving you a bare bones excuse for how something might have happened, and that just allows you for the film to happen, right? Mm. And I can get, I can live with that. What I can't live with is I don't like it where that's not the case. The, it's supposed to make sense, but it just kind of is so kind of inconsistent and bare that it kind of doesn't, and I'm having to explain it to myself, yeah, um, and try and find reasons as to why things are happening, which I don't really, I don't really like that kind of thing i like you know i'm watching a film not to have to i don't i like a film that makes me think yes but i don't like i don't like to have to do all of the thinking for the film you know yeah that's that's it My, the impression i get is that it's kind of like a you know if you were to question you know so how come this happened uh well you know kind of that's just how the vision works we don't really have a you know brush that under the carpet because we don't actually really know uh, from the script, do you know what I mean? Like you said, I, I like that. Why, you know, I would expect your script writer and your director, you know, or when your actor then turns and says, "How, how, how, um, how come she's like physically able to be touched in the in the vision if it's just a vision from the past?" And the director or the script writer would be like, "Right, well, that's actually because of this, this, and this. We're not going to put that in the film because it's kind of part of the ambiguity." Um, but that's because of this, and the actor goes, "Okay, yeah, fine, I, I get that." Whereas here, it's kind of like. It, it, it looks cool, you know, it's kind of showing it's real. I mean, that's the other thing, is that as soon as we see that hickey, we're like, okay, so she's not mental then, because it is obviously happening. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not, thing, it's it, not it's the thing, it's obviously, yeah. Yeah, the, it's not it's the light that's happening. coming through that's giving her these weird night visions and, and nightmares. This is literally something that that has happened and is... thing. I mean, we also see yeah. that when she's kind of seeing real-life things in modern day, like when she sees the R above what is now a Thai massage place that used to be yeah. 
the Rialto um, restaurant and bar type place. Yeah, um, I think you're right in what you say about, um, you know, with the director saying to the actor, okay, yeah, right, well, this we're not going to say it, but this is why this is happening, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Because if they have that idea in their mind, you'll probably see that the rest of it doesn't need to be explained. It will just kind of make sense or it will yeah. be obvious why it's happening as opposed to just writing scene by scene this is what's going to happen at this point. And now these characters or things that weren't capable of doing something a minute ago are now all of a sudden capable of doing it and without any reason as to why. Yeah. You know, like for instance, you could have had these creatures maybe like trying to say something to her and it being all mumbled and jumbled much like their faces are, yeah. you know. And they, um, could, they could have been reaching and, to her, but you, you can almost see that they're a little bit like, Mm, there's something you know they don't appear like you as an audience she would obviously be terrified any normal person would be terrified that this but vision you don't think but but there's something about it that you as a viewer are yeah. like hmm there's something about this yeah. that's actually yeah yeah because then you could almost paint it as in she didn't she wasn't open enough to it all or mm. where or she was so fixated on sandy that she you know was denying herself you know the the opportunity to see the truth and then once the truth is known to her all of a sudden you know, now they can speak and whatever, you know, mm. um, you know, which, which may be what it was anyway. But again, it's like I'm having to speak to myself and explain it to myself to get myself there. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, um, a, it's almost the I, same as like, so, you know, with Guardians of the Galaxy, um, <coughs> supposedly there that Vin Diesel was given a script of what Groot is actually saying. In yeah, his, yeah, his part. Exactly so it's like, like so, yeah, so it's, he knows it, the director yeah. knows it and he can then I mean, all he's saying is is three words. Um, but he can kind of adapt that and it's 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 just like just a way like listen 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 I, I've got this I know what I'm doing here that, don't worry don't worry like we've got it. and then just yeah. gives that trust and then you just kind of feel um, there's a there's a yeah. little bit more there but I mean talking about some of the positives because I did I did really enjoy this I did really enjoy this I am I'm a plot as a, as a, as a you plot and story focused a lot of the time and I need those they were those are big old ticks if they get those right and they're big old crosses if they get those wrong but in terms of what I did enjoy um I thought that first scene where we meet Sandy um and she's like walking in and it's like the dream sequence and it's like both of them kind of alternating sometimes you see Ellie sometimes you see Sandy um Sandy's looking yeah, like really all properly thing. doled up. Yeah. Ellie's just in her PJs and she's like going into the thing. And, and, and when they're walking down the steps, you've got Ellie in the reflection as Sandy walks down. Like some of it like was, was it was excellently shot. Really, really enjoyed yeah, it. Really good. Um, I, and, and, I, and the way the, sorry, go on. I was just, I was just gonna say like, you know, you can see Ellie's in like wonderment there. And I was like fully sharing that with her. Cause I was like, yeah, wow, this yeah, is incredible. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and you can see Ellie's like there as well. Yeah, I agree. And I, I like the way in the mirrors, they mirrored each other's actions, but that yet they were facing the same way. So mm. they weren't mirror images, you know, so, yeah. you, you know, like there was a bit where Jack came over and um, Sandy turned to see him with her arm up on the side and in the reflection uh mirroring it perfectly ellie puts her arm up on the side but is whereas you should be seeing the back of her head mm. you she you can see the front of her so yeah just really kind of conceptually quite clever looked really good visually the kind of the way they made the 60s looked was just i, I felt yeah. really good yeah and you know for i mean it was interesting because for a long period of the film i kind of forgot it was supposed to be a kind of horror type film you know yeah um, yeah 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 that, that bit where she's when she's really into the 60s stuff and she's going to the vintage shops and it's like really impressing on her work um yeah it's i mean that's it's that's all sort of the rise before the fall which which sometimes makes the yeah. horror elements all the better yeah and I, I like i almost found myself thinking i could just watch this as a film just her mm. like kind of going back and forth into the 60s and things you know yeah um so yeah, I did think those are, and I did like. I'm always a fan of. Um, I say I'm always a fan because I also love um, the Snyderverse, which is the opposite. But I like the big, bright, bold colours. You know, like when they were in the '60s, the flashing lights, the blue and yeah. the red neon. You know, the the sea in London, yeah, Leicester Square, etc. You know, mm. um, you know, I enjoy. I did. I I like. I thought visually it was a. That's yeah, what I think. That's what I think. Maybe impressive film. 
yeah, that's what I think maybe as well, um, sort of being English and having seen London and you see all like you kind of like, when you're recognising bits and, and they're kind of, I, I mean, it's like those things, like when you go on like a history walking tour and you're trying to picture like, you know, when they're like, yeah, this is actually where this happened. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of a lot of England, London especially, has got a lot of history and it's it's always really interesting. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's almost well, the same kind to, of thing. I went to uni um, uh, in a store street, um, which is in in a kind of Bloomsbury, central London. Um, and I used to go to Good Street Station a lot and walk around Good Street. So like, I, you know, I recognized a lot of the stuff that was in it, um, you know, so it's always, always interesting when you mm. see, much like James Bond, when James Bond was in London, you know, it's interesting yeah. to see, you know, films that are made in areas that you recognize. Um, especially for English people probably, because I, yeah. I guess we don't get as much of, much of that. But, no, I did think that whole the the aesthetic of the film was 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 mm. nice. And perform, I mean, performance-wise, I think uh, Thomasin McKenzie is her name who plays Ellie, and Anya Taylor Joy. I thought they were both really really good. Uh, Ellie in yeah. particular, I mean, she did so well. I've actually seen I've seen a couple of interviews with her, and <laughs> to be fair, I don't think it's much of a stretch with her playing that kind of timid, almost um, small fish big pond type type thing a couple of her yeah. interviews i mean she's quite relatively new to the acting scene so she's she's but she she does kind of have that almost like innocence about yeah. her uh, um anya taylor joy probably a little bit more mainstream mainstream now but um yeah i thought they were both both really she does that. really good she anya taylor is it taylor joy taylor joy taylor. yeah yeah, she does that uh, kind of sexy siren thing mm. quite well, doesn't yes. she? You know, she's, yeah. just, she's got those big eyes and stuff, and she's and you, you, you know you are easy to see how she's very alluring, and she's kind yeah. of at first completely opposite to um, Ellie, yeah, Ellie. But yeah, I thought we yeah, were both very well cast. Didn't notice, uh, wouldn't have known if you hadn't have told me here today she was from New Zealand. So that's always good. Mm. Yeah, um, no, I mean both both of their accents. Um, were, were yeah pretty top notch. I said they were pretty much bang on. Um, in terms of going back to again stuff I didn't like. This is kind of again it's it's story, but it's but this is this is I'd say the the only kind of flaws really with it are, are a little bit of the story in the last third. Um, it's just that they are such fatal flaws that they do really hamper the film. So when uh, Ellie thinks that she's cottoned on to who she thinks is an older Jack who she now thinks has killed Sandy, that bit there, which ends up going nowhere, I, I really didn't like that bit. Um, you know, she's... I, I was trying to get my head around this. Like, I can't I can't envisage. See, she's, she's aware that she's having visions, and she's aware how ridiculous they would be to explain, right? She doesn't speak to her gran, who we actually have already established, knows she has some form of gift... Um, and who would probably quite be easy to talk to about it because she's obviously not if not experienced this kind of thing, but is aware that this goes on. She doesn't speak to her then kind of boyfriend, who John, who, who's there as well. She doesn't mention it to him. She goes straight to the police. Why would that be your first port of call? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, try it on for size with somebody who might be a bit more sympathetic to you rather than two strangers as police officers who are going to be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, she that is was, unraveling, that was really I suppose bizarre. you do she have is, to... She is, but, but why would you not... <clears throat> I'd have thought, so she... like, she'd have told people, and then she's like, look, you guys aren't listening to me, I need to go to the police. And then she goes to the police, kind of at our wits, and, you know, and, and then she's obviously rightly kind of been shown the door. Yeah. I try not to... When people make ridiculous decisions in films, going back to, for instance, as a, a recent example, Halloween Kills when that dad is just like, just drives his kids to the yeah. Myers house and then just decides to go in there by himself. And you're just like, that's a decision that no one would make. In real life, no one would make that decision. Um, this girl going mental, going to a police station, you know, maybe, right? I don't, you know, it's not, not a decision I would make, but it's not so unbelievable that I'm just like, that's ridiculous. However, 
That then does lead to the ridiculousness of why is she in an interview room with two police officers there? That would just never happen, would it? It would no. just never happen. Like no, they would no, just no. be like, she'd be kicked out what? the front office. You want to report a, a murder that you've seen from 1960? You know, if she said, "Oh, look, someone's been killed," right? Then obviously a police woman, someone would come out and speak to her. Then when she said that, as soon as she mentioned, yeah, it was a vision I had, you know, it would just be like, okay, yeah. right, this is nonsense. Like, what, what is going on here? Yeah. They, that woman would not go, oh, listen, I know we, I've got your number. I'll look into it. It just, none of that stuff would no, happen. No, 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 no. So, why, like, why would that be the case? Why would you That whole into bit it? was, yeah, just kind of ridiculous. Um, I'm also like, you know, the whole plot point of um, Lindsay, the police officer. Yeah. I don't really know what the point of that was. Obviously, it was to set you up to think that he but that, was but Jack, so, right? Yeah, this, what this the, is... What, what, really, what was the... So this what, is what I mean. That, what was the point of it? This is what I mean about <clears throat> instead of me being a fly on the wall watching something, I'm being shown a performance. That is there as the red herring purely, purely for the audience to be like, ha, got you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's just a bit of a cheap trick, really. Like, why has she not asked his name? Why has she not asked anybody else what his name is? Why has she not asked him what his name is, just nonchalantly, serving him beer. Oh, you know, you're, you're a regular here. What's what's your name? I'm Ellie. Oh, my name's Lindsay. I'm, uh, you know, oh, okay, cool. You know, what, what did you do around here? Like, oh, I used to be, a, I actually used to be a copper. I worked vice. Oh, okay, fine. Right, so you're well, not And also, guy, why is he not like, when she's like, oh, what about Sandy and all these things? Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, been super why ambiguous. is he not like, how do you know this? How do you know? Like, why is he just like accepting of the fact that she seems to have like this intimate knowledge of stuff that happened? Well, I think like... he, he thinks that maybe she's <laughs> like a, a granddaughter or a daughter or something because he's like, who's your mother? Because he says to her, doesn't he? Like, you look familiar. I mean, why he, why um, she looks familiar? Can you imagine? We're I mean, literally they're not talking... even related. This is they're 50... not so... <laughs> she's got not a... related either, She's got a similar hairstyle well, to a woman got... he knew she... 50 years ago. And it's not even ago. similar, is it? It's blonde. Yeah. Like the hair actually, when you actually looked at it, wasn't like it was exactly the same cut. Nah. So basically you're just saying, because she's blonde, yeah. I don't know. And, 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 and the thing is, they're completely different in all of their manner. It's not like you'd be like, oh, I see her in you, because they mm. are completely different. There's no similarities. So... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that bit was just—it was just a plot device, wasn't it? Yes. I, I, I never like things yeah. just being put there for. And then him, him know. getting hit by the taxi. I was like, what? Like, how, how is all sound gone? You can hear cars like that. That form of that happening just doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> yeah. that, it's it's like, the equivalent oh, just... of like the Final Destination where she gets hit by a bus, and it's like no one heard that bus coming. Sorry, are you? Yeah. Are you well, joking? and also though, the taxi driver gets out of the car and goes. Oh, as if this is an explanation. Oh, he was just standing there. All right. So why didn't you fucking stop? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's not even like, oh, he just stepped out in front of me. He was standing there. So it's like, so yeah, so obviously you saw him. So why didn't you fucking stop if he was just standing there? Guys just mowed him down. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, so what a ridiculous explanation. Imagine Taxi. the police come like, yeah. why did you? So what did you see? Oh, well, I just saw him standing in the road. And I, I drove into him. And I, well, I don't know. Yeah. But he was just standing there, you know. I'm obviously yeah. on the road, aren't I? I thought I had right of way, you know. <laughs> it's like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, no, it's um, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Also, I mean, there's a couple of other things that kind of get brushed under the carpet. Like, so she literally almost stabs her old roommate in the head, and gets caught literally at the last second, and then she's like running off the security. Like, she's 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 either getting arrested for trying to stab her roommate. <laughs> or, or or she's getting sectioned because she's yeah. nuts. Like surely, yeah. surely that's. But again, that's kind of like no, no, no. We'll brush over that. Also, another thing, like you know, she gets poisoned by the by the old woman. Yeah, but just but uh, like she, she she's all like oh drops the mug like and then after that it's like nah you're yeah, cool. it didn't happen you're fine you're, <laughs> you're fine. all right yeah you're fine don't worry about <laughs> it yeah, yeah it's just poison it's just poison that is gonna kill you uh, is what she's saying because she's saying you're gonna fall asleep now and die. And it'll be nice. Also, who carries around poison like that? She she stabbed all these guys. It's not like she was some black widow that's like out here killing men just for shits and gigs. Like she she always had a reason to kill those blokes. Yeah. Unless you're oh, trying to tell me, is it? yeah, what is it? Like what, what, what is you it? Put in, you can just put in what tea? is this thing you can just put in someone's drink? Yeah, that just that's makes readily them readily accessible. Fall asleep. That doesn't hurt them. That just makes them fall asleep and then they just die. Yeah. Like what is it? Nah, it's just yeah. I mean, unless they were gonna uh, the, the the two routes, I think they should have they should have either gone down right. Um, and both of these would I would have really enjoyed. Either Sandy stays sympathetic and we get that little realisation at the end that she is Sandy from Ellie as like, you know, they're parting ways and it's almost left up in the air. Um, 
or or they go down the route that Sandy initially started killing these men because they were horrible and they were trying to, you know, um, take a part of her uh, and just use her. And then she actually ends up really enjoying the killing and becomes this, like, yeah, Black Widow type killer. They were the two options, but instead they did this kind of middle ground one, trying to keep her sympathetic, but also make her a threat. And it's like, you didn't really yeah. do either. And it was like, if you went this whole black widow route like yeah it becomes difficult doesn't it because like ultimately you're never going to have sympathy for jack and these blokes like you don't care that she's killed them but then also now she's not a sympathetic character Mm. so then it makes kind of the whole bit that happened before kind of irrelevant because you're kind of like all right so she said all these visions about this poor girl but she's not a poor girl so what was the point of it mm. i think your first one is the right one the kind of that she has this realization and then there's a kind of a, look, a knowing look between them yeah and a kind of oh shit you know and um because that's uh, that's how a lot that's how um i think that's how the best horror movies end whether it's kind of like a this isn't over type of thing you know what i mean like like insidious or, or yeah or like, conjuring I mean, it didn't even, it did, yeah i mean if she'd have just been like a knowing look, oh shit, she killed all these guys. Well, Halloween, Halloween, um, Halloween doesn't, you know, it doesn't end with everybody getting rosy tinted. You know, everyone's happy. It, the initial yeah. Halloween, you know, Michael's escaped. Like maybe like maybe you could have, she could have had a knowing look, and then you see all these like kind of horrible monster fiends, but now they're just kind of standing there and they can't come towards her, and she's like, you know, and there's a kind of you've got no power over me now type mm. thing, and uh, and uh, you know, then maybe you have. I don't know, Sandy maybe then looks at them and they just all disappear into the walls or something. I don't know. Also, question, this reminds me. Are we to take it that she buried all of these bodies in the walls of this very house? Yeah, that was like... And it's not even so like what, she's wrapped them either, so that place yeah, must so what, stink. Yeah, that's what I mean. What? So it just doesn't... I mean, obviously then she was like... I guess that's what that line was about when she was yeah. like in the summer and you know, the smells rise or whatever. Yeah, but, so you got to plug the you know, if, I mean, <laughs> she's obviously killed like... What, like fucking 50 or 60 people over the course of however many years? Yeah, that's what it seemed like. I mean, that place would literally stink. It would be fucking, it would be horrendous. It wouldn't be like a little bit of a, oh, what's that smell? It would fucking, Mm, the whole street would smell it. So, obviously, these people have never seen a dead body before. (laughs) You know? Oh, dear. Um, Yeah, I mean, that was, that didn't, she didn't wrap them. Also, like, at the time, surely someone in the club scene would have got a connection here. Like, oh yeah, oh, old Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy hooked <laughs> up with... Everyone goes um, away with uh, Sandy just ends up... Uh, yeah, like, like they've never seen... Also, like, <laughs> sure, surely the club at the end is just deserted. Like, there's just no one left and it's just like, where the fuck are all the patrons gone? Well, they're all buried underneath the floorboards in Sandy's place. Yeah, I think maybe, you know, ultimately, maybe this is a little bit like a... Maybe it is a bit like us, mm. where they are kind of just like, look, you need to look beyond the obvious plot flaws and, and not examine it too much and just kind of come with us on this journey. You know? But it, that's, that frustrates me because I, I really liked, you know, even as a bloke and I was made, to, I was felt really uncomfortable watching a lot of this stuff that's, because it is, it's a lot of it's very much like, a, like I can, I can hundred percent see this stuff going on. I, you know, I can see while it's probably, it's not going to be, to that level in modern day, there is still elements of this that, that do go on in the workplace, you know, out on nights out in any kind of walk of life. Um, and it is uncomfortable as a bloke watching it if, if you if you do try and be a decent bloke. Um, and they were getting a really good, I thought that was a really good indictment of, of the 60s culture and how it wasn't all this amazing stuff. And it's also kind of bringing it forth into modern day. And I was like, you're really onto something here. And they got a really good story and a really good two thirds but they just couldn't get that ending and, and yeah. really make it. what are they actually trying so to... Yeah, I mean, if it was a kind of a woman empowerment story where it's like, look, in the 60s, this was how it was and women were kind of almost subjugated to the will of mm. men almost because men had all the power. Um, you know, um, you, you saw in the vision, you know, like the women giving... There's a woman giving uh, some bloke a blowjob and all these things mm. and whatever. It's kind of like, okay... And then actually you see, look, she actually she had enough and she took the power back and she killed all these men. And it's like, um, what, you know, is it the message there, you know, I guess sort of is, you know, if you push people too far enough, they'll snap and they'll take, you know, you, you, you know, they'll, they'll 
take measures into their own hands and then you go into the future and Sandy's seeing it and maybe she go she's trying to get justice for this woman or whatever and it's kind of you know there is this kind of feminist you know women you know mm. strength women being strong etc but then obviously then you see this woman turn on this other woman and she's trying to kill this woman and it's kind of i don't know if if it then loses the power of any kind of like the message of of whatever it, you know female solidarity or whatever it, whatever it is um i don't know i just feel like the film was a little bit at the end it confused its message with mm. with trying to be a horror film with trying to you know shock you and all these things and mm. it maybe was just confused it was a few things going on that it like maybe got confused about and tried yeah. to be too many things at once mm. yeah i think i, I agree I'm, I'm, I'm even now i'm thinking like you could have had like these moments of realization for ellie like i don't know where so so i, I really liked um i really liked the bits where ellie was copying sandy in the initial parts like like when um jack offers sandy a lift and she's like nah, it's the least i can do and, and she's like what's the most um one very cool line and then when you have yeah, Ellie, you know, he just buys her a Coke and, and he's like, oh, no, no, it's the least I can do. And she's like, what's the most? And you can see, like, it doesn't really fit her. She feels awkward saying it, but she was like, oh, sorry, I, I don't know why I said that. And he's kind of like, uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like a, that's a funny, like, I liked it. I liked those kind of bits. And I wonder if you could have had something like that. Again, I just keep thinking of these, like, if you have Sandy's, I had a phrase or she was saying something and then, you know, maybe Ellie's in trouble the old woman actually lends a hand and helps her and then says this phrase and Ellie's like, wait, hold up. And obviously the old woman has Sandy's kind of sass and has her like strength. And Ellie's yeah. like, wait. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're going. Yeah. Like, I think that would have been so there good. Was, if there was a kind of element of, I don't know, if say in the film, Sandy was, you know, really good, but maybe wasn't being taken seriously by someone who was maybe a man in a, something in the fashion industry or something, or, maybe there was this yeah like jocosta bullying her or something and through kind of this exploration of sandy and then ultimately the re revelation that sandy actually had killed all these blokes she was like actually yeah eventually you mm. just stand up for yourself but rather than killing people she becomes this kind of fierce kind of person or something i don't know i feel like there was more room for the the message or the i don't know i mean maybe that's us maybe we're putting too much on Maybe. the kind of message they were trying to give. Maybe they weren't trying to give all this kind of social commentary. We're reading into it and we're saying, oh, look, well, the film shouldn't have ended like this when really they were just trying to make a bit of a psychological horror that had a 60s vibe to it. I don't know, mm. you know? Yeah, you yeah, know, do you? Maybe, maybe. Um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I th it's a tough one because the spectacle and the scenes so you know that the, the in the initial dance scene actually where sandy shows jack that she can dance and then they keep uh, and then it's ellie and then it's sandy dancing with jack you know yeah. that scene yeah so that is actually a one take scene is and, it really and they did split second switches from sandy and and ellie into thing with jack and i, I just love I, I love things like that and it was such a good and you can see when things are done in like one take and there's, I mean, the amount of work that must go into something like that rather than just slicing together other edits. Not that editing is, um, you know, easy or, or, or something to be dismissive of. Uh, I mean, I know I, I, I do edit the podcast. Um, but, <laughs> but when things are done like that, you can really see the commitment and effort that goes into it. And I loved, there was so much of it in that with, with the film. Um, but, those plot points that, that do let the film down, it just, just a bit lazy story writing. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I was just thinking now, you know, there's that bit where she's about to sleep with Jack and then she says, only if you're, what did she say? Only if you're in it for the Are long Are you in it for the long haul? And he's like, I'm, I'm in till the end or something. Yeah, and then obviously not long after that, you realise that like, oh, look, he's just pimping right. her out and, it, you know, he's probably done this to, to, you know, to 50 girls and stuff. Yeah, and then you see that she's at in the end she's snapped and stuff, and it, yeah, like it kind of makes sense. It just then the whole bit where she then tries to kill Ellie just kind of ruins it, doesn't it? It just mm. that's really it. It's not even the, the first two thirds. It's kind of like right up until the very end. It's that like the final, kind of like final seven yeah. eighths through the film. Then there's just that ending kind of ruins it for you. I don't know. One thing I should say, I loved, I loved John. I loved John. He yeah, like, he was know, good. He was fun. Like, he, he's you know. Good match Such for a her. kind of like, yeah, and he was like, 
such a nice guy but i have actually known guys like that who were just like you know really nice guy you kind of just was just like i was just like oh he's so cute like it's, yeah and then but then obviously when he was kissing her and stuff you could tell he's you know obviously when he was dancing but he's still a bit of a lad as well do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. and i was just like yeah a believable uni character so um who who's the actor that played him um do we know that i don't know actually let me have a look let me just find that up let me find out hang on last night so who cast <laughs> wikipedia is, is seriously uh, letting me down here right michael ajao aj aj ao i'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it michael ajao okay. yeah no he was he was good he was he was yeah very he was good. good he was very good i did i, I thought he was um, maybe a little bit too. I mean, you think about he's just met this girl at uni. <laughs> maybe yeah, he's a bit, I mean, maybe he's a bit too nice, but yeah. I remember meeting people at uni and like you know people for a couple of days and you feel like you've known them for your whole life. And yeah. Like, when you meet a girl at uni that you fancy, it was just like that was a bit like an all consuming thing. So I don't mm. know. I just kind of, I kind of, I, I, I felt his character and I thought he was, yeah, he was good. No, I, I, don't, I know what you mean. Yeah, I did. He, he, I think he plays that like. Um, I, I like the little comedic things as well. Like, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've come from South London to North, to North yeah, London. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. a bit have been like, do, do you have a car? And he's like, yeah, how else am I supposed to get from South London to North London? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I felt that. Little, I did feel that, that as good. well. I was like, that's a journey. Yeah. That's a long ass journey. Anyone that does that journey by train will know about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, it was good. Um, <clears throat> so there were there yeah. some really, really good elements yeah. to the film. And I'll still say to people, see the film. Yes. Um, and. Yeah, I did enjoy it. It wasn't, um, as I say, it was quite original, I felt. Mm, um, mm, mm. Just, uh, I mean, yeah, we have picked, obviously, the, the plot holes, which are obviously always the easiest to pick. Um, but I still thought, yeah, original film, looked really good, well acted, and mm. really engaging all the way through, pretty much, until just the very end. Yes. Uh, which they didn't yeah, quite get yeah, right. So, yeah. um, But that said, that said, having the way we've spoken about it, I will upgrade my... Uh, my rating to a six and a half. Yeah, I think I think I'm. I I think I'm gonna have to lower mine to six point five. So it's gonna be a six point five on the nose. Um, I am story driven, and I need that story. I'm sure if it, I think I think if you know anyone listening, if you are big into your visuals you're gonna love it you know if you're less like you know I, I'm, I'm here to have a good time i'm less less looking into the depth of the the story you will have a really good time with this i think the story is very compelling i think the performances are great the visuals are really stunning um really unique idea and i like i liked it was definitely something i've not really seen much of before um and so I, can, I, I can definitely three, see I can definitely three. see people really enjoying it if this is your kind of thing. Um, but just just those things. Um, hey, yeah, had that had the ending have been better, mm, I think we'd mm. be looking at a seven, seven and a half. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I um, think okay, six point five. That, that's 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 yeah, that's good for me. Fair. That's good for me. I mean, if Julesy would have been here, he would have understood any of it, and he'd have given it a three <laughs> or something like that, wouldn't he? So <laughs> the film would ultimately have had a rating that's too low. But yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah no agreed agreed okay well um that is that's the last night in soho um yeah yeah happy with that one all right yeah definitely all right well until next time guys just go watch <laughs> <laughs>